The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fix This Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you are listening to the podcast, it's Masters Week, so that's exciting because it's Monday. Uh, what, what would Monday be, Breach? Monday, April 4th? Is that right? I'm just spitballing right. here. Not April Fool's Day. Not April Fool's Day. If you're li- if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, it is April Fool's Day. Breach, you sound so quiet, so timid, well, like a little mouse. It is Brinson's last podcast. He is retiring. April Fool's? No, he's not. Oh, I man. got Brinson. Did you see his face? He fell for it. Oh man, I was uh, I was, I was getting kind of excited there. Uh, yeah, it's not my last podcast. Of course, it is a uh, mailbag Monday. If you're listening to the show, if you're watching, uh, we have a live chat going on because we do 1 p.m. Eastern shows every single day, every single day of the week for the rest of time throughout eternity. So come and join us in the live chat. If you have questions you want answered, you can do so in the live chat. We've got a couple um, fired up already. Dirk Vandenberg points out it's 7 p.m. in Europe and not the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, I did say that. I thought it was like I thought it was like 5 a.m. in Europe. Um, it is 7 p.m. That's great. So, look, if you're listening overseas, you, you knock out your dinner, you hang out. We go live at uh, apparently seven, 6 p.m. in the U.K. and 7 p.m. in general Europe. I'm not great on uh, European times, but you get the point. Anyway. Brinson, I'm the time zone specialist on this podcast. Now you sound now you sound better. Um, you know what we need to do, Breach? We need to answer some mailbag questions. So let's uh, let's dive right in. We got a bunch of them. Love the show mailbag question. Hey guys, uh, this is from uh, Cat Hasselback. Hey Cat, I wonder if that's a, a via Apple Podcast. And if you want to, if you want to leave a question, if you want to, if you want us to answer a question. For a future mailbag, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and leave any question you want, within reason, obviously, and we will answer it for a future mailbag. Wait, did you get like yelled at by uh, our legal team? You used to say any question. Now you're throwing in the qualifier within reason? Uh, well, some people will throw out like, what do you think about the geopolitical 
you know spectrum that occur or like like we're not going to answer like maybe they want to know from you brenton i'm not answering nafta questions breach that's <laughs> and by the way ryan wilson will be joining us uh shortly he is um wilson scheduled a radio interview at 1 p.m like mm -hmm. I, like i mean how many times do i have to say we're live every day at 1 p.m for wilson to realize that you can't schedule radio interviews then anywho back to cat hasselback um oh my god my way um cat hasselback says hey guys first how dare you disrespect robbie gold not putting him as as the nfc kicker in the all-star game he's literally has a playoff field goal streak going like 20 in a row but anyway is the niners picking lance a bigger mistake than people think they could easily have gotten baker watson or matt ryan this year and they went to the nfc championship game with garoppolo say win now team and some of the Vets are mad about the pick. I see this as a potential fireable offense if it doesn't work in like two years for Lynch. Also, the fact that Mac, Mac Jones actually turned out good to be good. Anyway, um, I, this is a good question because it looks like the Niners are going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think there's a decent chance that if Jimmy G gets healthy, Breach, that he beats out Trey Lance for the start, assuming he stays on the roster, that he could beat out. Jimmy G, I mean, it could be on Trey Lance for the starting job. Yeah, this is a very interesting question, especially in light of uh, the Rams' new ethos pick strategy of, hey, you know what? I'm going to trade draft picks to acquire established veterans versus the 49ers. I'm going to trade draft picks to move up in the draft to get someone who has never played a single snap in the NFL. And that really... I mean, you look at what's happened just in the past couple of years, whether it's uh, the Rams trading for Matthew Stafford, the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson, even the Colts trading for Matt Ryan. Uh, they all got those quarterbacks for less compensation than the 49ers getting Trey Lance. Think about what the 49ers gave up to get Trey Lance. So you're 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 giving all that up for a complete unknown. You have no idea how good a quarterback's going to be. And so it just seems like a lot to give up for someone that you don't know if they're going to lead you to multiple Super Bowls. You don't know if they're going to flame out and be a total draft bust. And like you said, I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is a, a starter for a second straight year, that doesn't look that, that reflects kind of poorly on the 49ers unless they win the Super Bowl. Then, you know, it's like, hey, Jimmy's just playing so well that we couldn't put Trey in there. Uh, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Trey Lance going forward if and and john lynch and kyle shanahan yeah i mean the so trey lance looked okay last year like he had filled in for jimmy g and you know i mean he he was what he was you know right he'd been at north dakota state he hadn't played for you know like two like he had played like one game in two years or two games in two years the the trey lance stands get mad if you if you mess that up but i mean the, the way it worked out you know with the covid stuff and with, with the pandemic and then with just how everything played out. Trey Lance just doesn't have a ton of football under his belt over the last few years. So it's, it's not unreasonable to think that he might not have a complete and total grasp of Kyle Shanahan's playbook, even if he spent a year on the bench learning it or most of a year on the bench learning it. And I do think that if you're, I mean, if you're the Niners, do you look back at the 2021 NFL draft and say, man, we didn't need to give up any picks. We could have sat where we were. 
and we could have just drafted Mac Jones, right? Am I wrong about that? No, you were not wrong. I mean, that's just and don't uh, you think? Don't you think? Well, Mac you don't Jones- even know where Trey Lance would have been selected uh, because look, you had uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two. Uh, do the Dolphins sit pat at three? Do they end up trading that pick? But we know they weren't going to draft the quarterback. Uh, the Falcons thought about it maybe if Trey Lance is on the board, but they probably still take Kyle Pitts. And so you're getting to a point where then you have that seven, eight, nine, where we spent a lot of time talking about maybe the Lions or Panthers or Broncos take a quarterback. None of them did. Again, maybe they do if Trey Lance is on the board, but it's completely possible uh, that the 11th pick, which was where the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields, it's possible that Trey Lance still would have been there at 12 when the 49ers picked is where I was going with that. That's yeah. best case scenario. Worst case is that Mac Jones falls into your lap and you didn't have, they gave up two first round picks. I mean, you can say three, but really they just switched spots with the Dolphins, uh, but they gave up two extra first round picks to get up to get Trey Lance. And that just seems crazy when you consider what that can get you in a trade for an established veteran. I mean, if if well, I mean let's let's walk all right, let's walk through this. So the Dolphins eventually traded back up with the Eagles to six. So let's let's just sort of reset it and and put the the Dolphins at three and the Eagles at six and the Niners at ten. Jacksonville goes Trevor Lawrence, Jets go Zach Wilson, nothing changes there. Who do the Dolphins take at three? Because they just took two of us. So I don't think they're taking a quarterback. Don't they take Kyle Pitts at three? Yeah, they, they they do not take a quarterback. That's all we need to know for the purposes right. of. Right, let's say let's say or do they take Jalen Waddle or Kyle Pitts? I think is the question. Or actually, they take Jamar Chase. Sorry. Ooh, what a dark world this is for you, Breach. Don't don't get me started. You know, right. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they take Jamar Chase. I think maybe they like Jalen Waddle more. They made that pick uh, pretty quickly. I like. I don't know that it's a lock. They take Jamar Chase, but they take a receiver. They it doesn't matter because they, they don't take a quarterback. That's all that matters. Okay. They're, they took Jalen Waddle at six, so for your purposes, we'll be nice and give them Jalen Waddle. We'll just make it Jalen Waddle, so we don't have to rewrite the first ten picks. I mean, do, all right, all right. If if they take Jalen Waddle, do the Falcons take Trey Lance? I don't think the Falcons take Trey Lance. No, I think they probably take Kyle Pitts. So we get Jay, all right. Let's say Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. The Bengals maybe take Jalen Waddle anyway. If, if you're if, taking a tight end at four, you're pretty locked into it. You know, like. Right, and they didn't know what quarterback the, the 49ers were taking. So either they right. were, yeah. So, like, they weren't going to take, right, exactly. And maybe they had an either-or situation where, oh, if Trey's available, we'll take him. But if he's drafted, we'll take uh, Kyle Pitts. But it feels all right, like- all right. So, so my, I guess I guess the point is, like, is it reasonable to suggest that that the all right so we need to plug one more player in here i guess they overplayed their hand they just they, they thought there was yeah, actually, Debo, Debo, who do the eagles take at six if waddle pits the eagles just take Devonte smith at six right yeah oh my god did the, the 49ers completely botch this and we sort of knew that at the well time. i know because they were worried about the panthers broncos and and lions at seven eight nine and I think they wanted to get ahead of those three. Yeah. Who and obviously none of those ended up taking a quarterback. Right. So it blew up in their face. But I think those were the three picks that are the three teams that really concerned them. And look, Trey Lance could end up being awesome. It it is we're probably but, we're, yes trading giving away two first round picks to move up and get them for a guy who sits for two years is not a good deal. No matter how you uh, unless Trey Lance wins two Super Bowls, it just 
doesn't feel like a good deal because think he's going to have to win a Super Bowl to be better than Garoppolo because Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl and been to two NFC title games in the past three years. And so it's going to be hard for Trey Lance to top that. That alone is going to bring pressure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess, I guess the larger point is that the 49ers could have sat at 10, kept all their future first round picks and taken potentially Trey Lance if he fell. And maybe somebody trades up with the Eagles at six. Maybe like, I don't, Maybe somebody, I don't think the Lions were moving. I think they like Panay Sewell. I mean, Matthew Stafford got traded for two first-round picks. What do you think the 49ers would rather have if they could have redone all of this? Would they rather have called the Lions to give up those first-round picks for Matthew yeah. Stafford? Yes. Yes. They would have won the, 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 they would have won the Super Bowl. Right. So there's trading up for a quarterback now that you know general managers are a lot more open to trading big-name players. Uh, trading up for a quarterback just doesn't make a lot of sense because it's a lottery ticket. You have no idea how they're going to be once they get to the NFL. I simply cannot let this uh, Anthony in the chat says, Brenton simply cannot let this 49ers Trey Lance alternate reality go, which, 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 which alternate reality. I mean, it, Brenton, just let it go. Please. What's the alternate reality? Brenton, like, just let it go. Just let I, it go. I don't know. I just think that I think that the 49ers could have sat at 10 and either had Trey Lance fall to them. And, and, and maybe that wasn't likely. It, it, like we'll find out how much teams really wanted. I mean, like we'll, like Trey Lance can be awesome. I really think he can be awesome. But it's also possible they could have sat at ten and just it's like Trey Lance got taken. Oh well, we're just going to take Mac Jones at ten. And Mac Jones ca- could operate a Kyle Shanahan offense really well. Yeah, I mean that's why everyone thought for a month that they were going to take Mac Jones because it seemed he seemed like a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. And uh, nope. Ends up with Trey Lance after he trades up nine spots. Okay, so to answer the actual question, um, wait, I don't even know what, what the the Baker Watson or Ryan thing. I don't think applies though. Like Matt Ryan, yeah, I think they'd like to have Matt Ryan. They'd be fine with Matt Ryan. Like if 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 he and Kyle are, are cool, and we don't know if they are, um, but I I just I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that Baker or Watson, and maybe they want. They probably wanted Watson. They probably wanted you know Watson. Look, we'll we'll see. Lance, Lance I I still think Lance can be good. And, and then it also, is, it is an interesting question. You know, and it's hilarious that we got this question because Jed York literally uh, had a quote this week at the. Oh yeah, it is twelve, not ten. I'm an idiot because the Eagles flopped up. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, the uh, at the annual league meeting, Jed York compared this situation to Joe Montana passing the torch to Steve Young, Woo. and it was like. Does he, he's the owner of the team. Does he remember anything about that situation? It was a disaster. Like there were headlines every week. Joe Montana and Steve Young hated each other. And yes, they had this successful period. Uh, but, but that was an ugly, ugly situation. And then the 49ers had to begrudgingly trade Montana because they were ready to move on to not even begrudgingly. They needed a way to get away from Montana so they could start Steve Young. And so it was just weird to hear your the whole the whole thing was an abject disaster. Yes, and you ended up trading like one at the time the greatest quarterback, like the goat, like Joe Montana was considered the best quarterback in NFL history. But like, I mean, or I mean, not the best, but like well, the, and it's funny. It, it, the part where the situation similar is that you have this pocket quarterback, uh, and you're trying to move on to this mobile quarterback, which you know Joe Montana pocket quarterback, Steve Young mobile quarterback, and so you have. Uh, maybe that dynamic's similar, but I'm not sure that's the comparison I would be making if I was Jed York. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right, uh, next question. By the way, what's the uh, over-under for Ryan Wilson making it on this podcast? We see 123. Mm, over. 
I'll take the under at 123. I take the over at one. He's usually punctual. He said 115. It's 118. Yeah, but he's he's just assuming that radio interviews are 15 minutes long and they're just not. I have three clocks that say three different times. I don't know what's going on in my house anymore. That, that totally checks out. Um, the like the, you do these radio interviews, especially if you do them at the top of the hour. I didn't realize this the other day, but like uh, when I do Darren Smith show in um, in San Diego, and I'm I'm happy doing it. Like I don't care how long the hit is, but he, he I was, we were talking about the, the new. Uh, like all the all the media deals, and um, it's like I was like, do we need to? I was like, do you mean stick around for a second segment? He's like, no, no, no. The first segment's twenty four minutes. We're fine. I was like, oh my god, I do twenty like a twenty four minute segment. Like I didn't even realize it. Um. Anyway, next question. Next question. Well, love the show from ABC DEF question mark question mark exclamation point. You love to see it. Great podcast. Love the super friends. The flow of the chat along with the dunks make it very entertaining. Mailbag question. As a Scottish Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. You do not read notes from Debo. Uh, Debo said we need to skip this question. And oh, wait, sorry, sorry, get here. Ahead, sorry. So now we're going to go ahead to the question after that. I thought Debo was telling me to get moving. To it, it is question. it's a Steelers related question. So that's why we're waiting. Ah, Steelers yeah. slash draft related question. I feel so bad for people who listen to this on Monday with their stuff together. <laughs> like, what is wrong with these people? Um, We're dying. Trying to watch a World Cup draw. I know. Uh, USA gets, I believe, um, Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine to open. And we also are in the same pod or pool or whatever they call it. I, you know, we'll wait for the soccer talk for Wilson. That's what Wilson's doing is watching the freaking draw. We know that. How mailbag question from Daniel Hensley. How does the salary cap work actually work? And what are the penalties for being over the cap? Like I know in the NHL, you can't be over the cap each game and have to play short. If a team is over the cap and teams use IR to get around the cap all the time, is it something similar in the NFL or in season trades? How does that work with cap space? In if the cap hit is prorated for the new team, like if someone willing to, like if someone's making $17 million, and they get traded week five, does a whole 17 million dollars transfer or is it 12 million so i think this is oh look at that ah, wilson what's up wilson ryan wilson in the house shockingly just, just as the world cup draw ends ryan wilson shows up just watching the old world cup draw actually i didn't i was doing radio sorry i didn't see who u.s got stuck with Do you guys know of course we know hmm. all right wilson. iran england Wilson. And the winner of the Wales, Scotland, Ukraine. Oh, that's a pretty good draw. What do you got, Brenton? Would you rather fight your children with, yes. your, bare hand, with your bare hands? <laughs> yes. Or, or fight 10 guinea pigs with a badminton racket? 10 guinea pigs with a badminton racket? Yeah. I got my own would you rather book. Are guinea guinea pigs? Are you just making that up? Does someone ask that? But or? the badminton racket is actually made of a snake. So, but, like, gu but guinea pigs don't attack, do they? They have rabies. They're feral guinea pigs. Yeah, I think I'd take on the guinea pigs. You can kick them. Um, you can't kick guinea pigs. What kind of world do you live in? My God, <laughs> you're talking about the same world where I'm beating the crap out of my kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I people. Who do you fight? Your kids or the guinea pigs or the badminton racket? All right. Um, I don't think guinea pigs do attack. Yeah, that that's quite the question. That's yeah. like my my roommate in high in college used to ask me. He was a I think I don't know if I told you guys this. He was a philosophy major, incredibly weird, but also sort of funny. He would ask me every day, "Would you would you rather be rich or stupid?" That's sort of that question. 
Oh, uh, Rich. I love that you hesitated, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Brinson, I knew you'd say Rich. <laughs> I asked Brees that question at the Super Bowl, I think. Stupid would be great, though. <laughs> I, I would love to be stupid. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Being stupid would be awesome. <laughs> Just don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> like, like Putty and Seinfeld, right? Ig- ignorance is bliss. Or what is uh what, what, what like or or even George really I mean George is kind of stupid too like what, that's what, funny you and I both are grinding through Seinfelds at the same time. Oh man, I've been I ripped through like seasons five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's that one episode where George pretends to be an ocean oceanographer. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. They're all great. I mean, they're uh, of course. I know. Um. Anyway, so oh, yeah. question. Back. We're gonna back up. Oh crap! We just already read the uh, I already read the salary cap. Uh, Question. Yeah, so just finish the salary cap question. They're the one that will tell you not to ask. Basically, no. We had to skip one because the Steelers related, and we wanted to wait for you to come. We'll oh, do it after you. the break. But but first, um, somebody somebody at the question was asked, how do basically how does the salary cap work? And it was in relation to the NHL, which apparently in the NHL, according to this listener, you get penalized for uh, penalized per game if you're over the salary cap. Like going into a game, you have to play shorthand or something like that. Um, so the NFL salary cap works in a way that teams have to be under it by the start of the league year and then have to remain under it throughout the course of the season. Uh, we we researched this from a previous question, I think, and found out that if you're over the salary cap at any point, you can be penalized with a loss of uh, you can be t- loss of draft picks, draft picks. They can cancel fines. contracts, fines, all all kinds of stuff. Essentially, like if hypothetically, let's say these uh, Steelers are always cap compliant. So I'm trying to think of it. Like, let's say the Raiders were like, screw it. We're just going to be over the cap all season long. And we don't care what the NFL does to us. Well, the NFL would start canceling. They would they would start taking away draft picks. If the Raiders kept doing it, they'd take away better draft picks. If the Raiders kept staying over the cap, they'd be like, all right, fine. We're going to get we are going to get you under the cap by like. Derek Carr's contract out. You you just cut Derek Carr in the middle of the season. Like they can, the NFL can basically do whatever it wants to ensure that teams stay under the salary cap. As far as how the cap works, this is why, like, if you ever try and talk to even smart sports fans about it, they will get and like, like my buddy, my buddy Carr, who's a smart dude. I was trying to, I was talking to him about like salary cap stuff. He's like, this is more complex than the IRS tax code. And he's not wrong. Like you can basically, you take these contracts, you have to fit all your contracts under the salary cap, but you can build them out in such a way that, for instance, like Deshaun Watson, $1 million against the salary cap next year, right? Uh, and, that, and that's for a different reason, but it is very easy to manipulate the money on these contracts in order to stay under the salary cap, right? Yes. It seems to be. And that's why you hire all these salary cap geniuses to kick the can down the road, as you like to say. And look, for 20 years, fans and media folks are saying, well, the Steelers are going to have to, it's going to come come due. They're going to have to figure this out. And every year, they just re- restructure all these contracts and keep kicking the can down the road. When Ben retired, they did have to, some of that money accelerated, I believe, and they had to pay it. But, I mean, that's, he was drafted in 2004. Same thing with the Saints. The Saints magically are under the cap by the start of the league year, and they were 30 or $40 million over when Sean Payton Retired, and we talked about maybe that's the reason. Seventy, there were seventy over there. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then the other part of this question, 
what happens if you trade a player in the middle of the season? The contract gets prorated. So let's just say because there's 18 weeks, if a player has a, a salary that pays him $18 million per year and you get him in week five, that means the first team paid the first $5 million and the new team is on the hook for the $13 million that is left over. So you're just on the hook for the prorated contract. But then there's also a few differences. Like, let's say if Deshaun Watson got traded tomorrow, obviously Deshaun Watson is not going to get traded tomorrow, uh, but his contract only has a $1 million base salary. So the new team would only have to pay him the $1 million base salary and then all the guaranteed money in years two through five, but the Browns would still be on the hook for the $46 million signing bonus. So the new team would basically get them at five years, uh, whatever, 230 minus 46 is. Wilson, 184. Five years, 184. Uh, so you trade for a guy, you don't have to pay his signing bonus because the team that signed him to that contract is responsible for that. Um. Also worth noting, uh, 2P in the in the in the comments points out, and this is a this is a good point. The NHL, which is um, the National uh, Hockey League, oh. the National Hockey League, yes, uh, is what the the mailbag question was asking about. Like the NFL, has a hard salary cap. Now he points out most other leagues have a soft cap with luxury taxes implemented on teams that go over. I wouldn't say most other leagues. The NHL and the NFL are hard caps. You cannot be over. You are penalized if you are over when the league year begins. The NBA has a soft cap. That's that's the luxury tax situation. If you go over the cap, how much ever you can go over as much as you want, but you have to pay additional fines to the league. So it's it benefits the bigger market teams or the teams with more money in that they can say, screw it, we're going way over. And they've tried to crank that up so that way it, it sort of evens out. Baseball has no salary cap. You can go and spend whatever you want in baseball on whoever you want. And they tried it. one, didn't they? Did they, 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 add, they, did add, they did add luxury tax, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, Back yeah. when, right. maybe right. 15 years ago, I remember, because the, the Yankees would just pay it. Right. They didn't care. Wait, they, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, wait. Oh, Does baseball have a salary cap? <laughs> ah. I don't watch baseball, but no, there's no salary cap. Yeah, what they have we? they have a luxury tax though, don't they? They have a luxury tax, but they have no salary cap. I mean, that's not a same thing, but it's kind of you're punishing the big market teams for spending big, right? Right. But the point being is that you can spend as much as you want, and there is no there are no restrictions on your payroll. But even the big spending teams have gotten to the point where they don't want, like even like the Yankees don't spend like they do. In fact, the Yankees, Brian Cashman, their GM, did you hear him this week? What a loser. Mm, no. He's like, I've heard this talk that we haven't been. Or he's like, or it's like we haven't been to the World Series since 2009. That's just not true. And it's like, well, it is true. He's like, well, we, in 2017, we lost to the cheating Astros. So I don't really get oh, that. That's funny. It's like, dude, you can't pivot that to act like you've been to the World Series. You you haven't been, even if you think the the Astros cheated. Um, think the Astros cheated, Brenton? They did. Uh, yeah, you know who the biggest cheater in the history of baseball is? Not the Bengals. Babe, Babe Ruth. I thought you were going to say Pete Rose has slapped him. Oh, Pete Rose missed, missed an opportunity there. For what? To dunk on Pete Rose. We can dunk on Pete Rose if we want. Um, want to talk okay, about so yeah. Um, basically, the salary cap is you have to fit all your contracts under the salary cap. And if teams are over the salary cap going into 
um, the start, like as they head towards the, the new league year, what they will do is restructure contracts to give players and, and players are always willing to restructure contracts because it takes future money and converts it to a signing bonus, which is then prorate and signing bonuses are prorated, prorated across the length of the contract. And that's why you're seeing a bunch of these dummy years and these void years for these quarterbacks, because they give the quarterbacks a ton of money up front and then spread it across the contract with these fake years on the back end because they have to have them in order to spread out the signing bonus. It's it's a lot of nonsense, really. All it's nonsense. Not, it's also why you end up in these like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill situations where dudes are talking about how, oh, like he made you know, $28 million in the but he's he's not making $28 million a year. Not anyway, with that attitude. That's right. Anywho, let's take a break and when we come back. Wilson will answer a Pittsburgh Steelers question from a Scottish podcast listener. What? Yes. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Love the show. ABCDEF question mark question mark exclamation point says great podcast. <laughs> Love the super friends and the flow of the chat along with the dunks makes it very entertaining. Are the question marks there because you didn't know the next letters in the alphabet? Mm. No, I think that's part of his name. I think it's Gaelic. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Mailbag you know Yes. As a Scottish pot, Pittsburgh Very Steelers fan, I always hear about this year's quarterback draft class being of a lower standard and that there might not be a franchise quarterback there so teams could wait till next year. Looking at next year, is there likely to be a draft class with franchise-level quarterbacks available to make a year of suffering worth the wait for a top-level quarterback? Keep up the great work. It's an excellent question. And yeah. really caters to Ryan, Ryan Wilson, who uh, has always dreamed of being from Scotland. Uh, this caters to your, you know, draft Steelers Scotland. I mean, really caters to your whole thing. Yeah. Plus, David right here. David Ajabo grew up in Scotland, so it's it's all coming together. Did he really? Yeah. That's Born in awesome. Nigeria, grew up in Scotland, came to the U.S. So yes, next year's draft class should be better. Um, but again, these things always change. So Spencer Rattler transferred. So please, Lord Jesus, let him have a better season than he did this year. Uh, Keaton Slovis transferred. Phil Jerkovic went back to BC. Uh, there's CJ Stroud. I think will be drafted eligible next year. Bryce, um, Bryce, what's Bryce's last name for Alabama? Bryce Young. Bryce Young will be draft eligible. I can tell you now. I know some teams are not crazy about Bryce Young for one one very simple reason. He's smaller than Breach, so that's a yeah. huge concern. But um, dude's good. So I think this is a question a lot of teams are going to have to ask themselves. Starting with uh, Princeton's Panthers at six, Falcons at eight. The Seahawks at nine. Um, 
11 is Washington, but they appear for some reason to be all in on Carson Wentz. We'll see if that lasts through uh, Halloween. And then, of course, the Steelers at 20. Um, the Saints are 18 or 19, wherever they pick. And, of course, the Lions pick early, and then they have the 32nd pick. So there are a ton of teams that are going to have to do this math. Two or three or four of them are going to take quarterbacks in the first round anyway because I think that's part of the reason the draft isn't in January. It gives you three months to talk yourself into these quarterbacks that maybe you didn't love when you first saw them. So, yeah, you could wait. The The problem with waiting is a couple things. You don't know how these quarterbacks are going to turn out that are now in college um, and, and how their season's going to go. Typically, they go better than than they than the previous year, but Spencer Rattler would certainly like a word. Uh, the, number, the other thing is you don't know where you're going to be picking. And that's the issue when you say tank it for two a couple years ago or take it for Trevor or whatever, although the Jaguars had no intention of winning any football games. But it's just sort of the because the Dolphins kept winning and almost playing themselves out of the two of sweepstakes and they found themselves back into it. So I, I think it, it's hard to wait for a couple reasons. If you like one of these quarterbacks now, I think you take them. I mean, the Steelers could end up taking Matt Corral or Malik Willis v. Falls or Kenny Pickett. And I'm not convinced they would be the best quarterback on the roster, but that's the whole point of upside. So I, I think you just have to do the math. I think Tre Trevor Lawrence was clearly the best quarterback on the roster um, when he was drafted last year. Same with Joe Burrow. Um, was Mac Jones the best quarterback on the roster with Cam Newton? We didn't know, and they had to wait till the end of training camp to cut him. So I think that's the the math you got to figure out. By, by the way, I, I mean I don't I don't think that the, I don't think that this is the case with. Um, this draft class, but I do think it's worth pointing out that in 2017, people were saying this is not a very good quarterback draft class. That's how Mitchell Trubisky ended up going second overall ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Like the idea that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, obviously Watson off field stuff aside, fell as far as they did in the draft is absolutely insane. And that was a really good draft class. You know, the Bengals, of course, uh, landed future franchise wide receiver John Ross. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley went. To oh, ho, ho. Um, you're lucky you got Burrow because that Mahomes thing was going to linger. Preach hey, guess what? Guess, guess who was in the Super Bowl last year? Not Patrick Mahomes. Guess who lost Boom. in the Super Bowl? Dunked on you. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes won as just as many Super Bowls as Joe Burrow last year, right. too. Um, my point being is that, like, we were saying going into, but the difference was there were a lot of good skill guys in that draft class, like people, there are a lot of guys that people like, like what was it? Miles Garrett won or a lot of, a lot of star talent in that draft class. We felt like. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's just like the Justin Jefferson thing. He went, he was a fifth wide receiver drafted. Like we don't know. All right. I he mean, went after Jalen Rager, which is crazy. I mean, who, who took Jalen Rager? I don't know. I think the, I mean, it, it, <laughs> was it the Eagles? Oh! It was whoever had JJ Arcega Whiteside on their, Arcega Whiteside <laughs> on their team. They oh! I'm so fumble loose. Debo's so done with this. Like Wilson shows up late. Just make fun I'm of the out. Eagles. I'm out. <laughs> that's it. Enough. But no, I think that's uh that's a good point that we don't know. Kenny Pickett could end up being Joe Burrow 2.0. He could end up being uh who's a bad version of the first round pick. Uh Daniel Jones. So yeah. you just don't know. Sam Darnold. Ouch. Ouch. Boom. Again, Sam Darnold, top five pick. Terrible. You may feel the same donor went ahead of Josh Allen, and I think we were all fine with it. And in hindsight, it's absolutely idiotic. But it also matters where you go, of course. I wonder if Baker had gone to Buffalo. He wouldn't have been anywhere close to Josh Allen, but I wonder if he'd be better than he is now. Although his situation yeah. in Cleveland wasn't terrible. Cleveland, pretty good situation. I think, I mean, I think if you, because if you redraft that draft, Josh Allen's going number one overall. Okay. So what are you saying? I'm saying that maybe, I don't think or, or, yeah. would have necessarily been great anyway. Like, 
I don't think he'd been better in Buffalo. I don't think he would have been better in Buffalo. Yeah, he'd been a little better in Buffalo. I think there's more coaching stability. Brian Dable maybe is better at his job than Kevin Stefanski in terms of calling plays. I don't know. That's uh man, the 2018 draft is interesting too. What um so Allen goes one for sure. Lamar two has to be Lamar two. Um you're taking the you're taking the athletic freak former MVP quarterback second overall. Yeah, I just gotta pull it up. I got I mean I wait, I guess, you think the New York Giants aren't if 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 he had ended up with the Giants who had the number two pick, you don't think oh my God. waste his talent? I'm not saying they wouldn't waste him. I'm just saying the Giants. Well, Gettleman loves running back, so that'd have been perfect. Uh, Dave Gettleman does not like mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> That's yeah. the, if Dave Gettleman, if Dave Gettleman's not there, um, if Dave Gettleman's there, they probably don't draft. But yeah, I mean Lamar. Even with hindsight, Lamar's two. I think. And I'm trying to. The Jets are out. still taking Sam Darnold. I think Quentin Nelson is three. Right. Probably. Maybe Darius Leonard. Yeah, uh, I think it's Quentin Nelson. That's close, though. That's a good and I call. always thought that because the Colts, both of them, I mean, that's a great draft by the Colts. So who is going for? Trying to bring up approximate maybe value. Darius Leonard. Those yeah. two are They're going. Not, uh... Darius Leonard could go four. Derwin James could go four too. He's been Derwin James. Yeah, he fell for no reason. What about Christian Kirk? <laughs> um. Yeah, this uh well, you got Jerry Alexander. I'm just trying to find some names that are that are really Fred good Warner would be up there. Orlando Calvin, Brown, Roquan Smith. You have Calvin yeah, Ridley. Yeah, this is good. Nick Chubb. I mean Nick Chubb. I was gonna go say, there. where is where's Saquon Barkley on the totem pole of running backs from that draft now? He's I'm not picking, even, I'm he's not Nick Chubb. The top three running backs taken, right? I'm taking Nick Chubb first. Who's the other running back that you're thinking about? Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's Oh, maybe that class wasn't as good as I was thinking. Hey, where do you think a team would gamble on Calvin Ridley? Oh, <laughs> I actually was trying to do the math. I was like, oh, let's see. <laughs> oh, Vita Vea would go. He went. He Vita went twelve. Would be up there. Mark yeah. Andrews. Yep. DJ Moore, Minka Fitzpatrick. But I mean, there's just so many guys in the first round where you, in retrospect, you go, oh yeah, like Rashawn Evans right now. He was drafted by the Titans. Is He's not going to be resigned. He's he's taking business to other places. You just don't know. Yep. It's true. And it that, just that goes back to our first question where you, you should trade your draft picks for established veterans and not to move up in the draft. Well, let me ask you this, because this is a question I got when I was doing radio. Uh, does it make more sense to do the less need Sean McVay model where you just don't take a draft pick seriously and just get proven players and you know try to get everyone together for like one real run or – does it make sense to continue to build through the draft like a lot of successful teams have done for decades? I think I you think, do what makes sense, Ryan. You do what is the best for you. That's a great question. Thank, thank you. Well, because that. the Super Bowl, almost, the almost, Bengals built through the draft and they got to the Super Bowl. The Rams went with F those pick strategy and they got to the Super Bowl. So, like, it can work both ways, but it just depends. You know, like, if you're Jacksonville, Trading for two superstars isn't going to turn your team around, so you've got to figure something else out. So, just, well, they also traded Jalen Ramsey to the to the Rams for two first round picks, and they still suck. Right. So I'm saying for some teams it might not matter. It just depends where your team is and how close you are to a Super Bowl. What were you about to choke on, Brenton? Uh, <laughs> Bree said, "You need to do what makes sense." <laughs> That's what you say right before you murder someone. <laughs> like, hey, how? What do you think about this complex? Uh, you know, long term. <laughs> approach to how you handle this this and this well you just need to do what makes sense would you rather slap your kids or would you rather attack some guinea pigs yeah just do, do what, what makes sense. sense wilson do what makes sense well maybe you have some guinea pigs in your yard have been pooping everywhere and and 
You have guinea pigs in your yard? Maybe your kids are pooping in the yard, and boom, you get in a fight <laughs> with the kids. It just do what makes sense. Wow. Uh, we have a, apparently a Bengals super fan just stormed into the chat. All right. We love the Bengals. Uh, Matthew Wiley, who is a, uh, a noted oceanographer, uh, says that the Bengals will win the super match. You can toss that, that, that up on the screen, Debo, if you want. Um, What's the super match? I would assume Super Wiley's, match. Wiley's messing around. He's a uh, Wiley is a uh, a DFS golf PGA DFS showdown savant, and he is <laughs> he is a big Super Match fan. He's the person oh, gotcha. responsible for Brinson's eighty thousand. Also, he might be a Bengals fan. He hates the Chiefs. I know that. Uh, anywho, let's uh, let's move on to. Did we did we answer the question correctly? I don't think I don't know that we've answered any of the questions. We've I answered the Steelers question. Yeah, we got it. We answered them all. all right. Uh, to the best of our ability, we said what made sense. Yeah, we did as best we could. Okay, we mentioned that uh, we we covered the salary cap, kind of. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's any- that's like asking us to to solve a physics problem. Let's. Well, I mean, it's just like the the NFL salary cap is just you temper your expectations. It's just really hard to say how does it work and then explain it on a like in a ten minute mailbag answer. I mean, it's it's like there are literally books written about it. Like the guys who run overthecap.com, I have the book somewhere. You don't have that book. Stop I will tell you how it works, Brenton. Obviously, I haven't read it, but salary I already cap for 2022 is $208.2 million, and teams can't go over it. Boom. That's it. That's how Molly, Molly P had asked, has, has that ever happened in the NFL stepping in if a team is over the cap? Uh, I don't know. I don't think a team's ever gone over the cap. Not, not during the season, no. But I think during the, uh, not in the off season. I feel like there's probably a little more leeway there. Well, you don't have to. You can be is you can be seventy million dollars over the cap in the off season. They well, no, only from January until till March. Right. <clears throat> once your season ends till mid March, till free agency starts. Right. You can't be. So, yes, you yeah. can't be seventy once, million yes, over on once, today. Right, but the well, yes, got gotcha you there. No, even though Breach says you should do what makes you feel good, you can't do that. <laughs> no, that that is the the technical off season is over when the league year begins. That's not true. Uh, I think it is. What do you call it? By the way, there's only been a salary cap since 1994. So this isn't yes. something that has existed throughout NFL history. I'm trying to, uh, I don't. You're looking for I, the I've, I've Googled it. I don't, I don't see anything where it says that the salary cap is like, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. As long as I've been covering the NFL, there has not been a team uh, that has been punished by the league for being over the salary cap. Yeah, the punishments are pretty severe. So you guys that's... know what the salary cap was in 1994, which was the first year of the salary cap? $35 million. I was going to guess 45. Um, Wilson Wait. almost hit the nail on the head. My 34? God. 34.6. Dang, round up. I mean, round up and throw the guy a bone. I know. Dang, breach. Do what makes you feel over. good. Price is right rules. You go over, you're out. You lost. You're lucky I even complimented you. If you would have used common sense to make your guess, you would have gotten it right. <laughs> I didn't it's do it. Common maybe sense good. to get your guess. Uh, here's one more salary cap trivia question. What year do you think was the first time ever that the salary cap hit $100 million? I bet um, it took a while. It's at 208.2 this year. I'm going to guess. I will say 2003. I'm going to say 06. Brinson might be closer. Is Wilson cheating? What's going yeah. on here? It is literally 2006. Man. It I'm was 85.5 million in 2005, and it shot up to 102 in 2006. Yeah, I thought it might have taken a while to get there. Who knew that Wilson's uh, specialty 
What's salary cap trivia? I told you that I have a, a, a weird ability to to like stuff like that, and also to like to guess the driving times between cities, which is also a a really handy, stupid thing that I can do occasionally. Well, I mean, so this is the thing you'll know. Who's who's uh, who's the producer on HQ at two p.m. today? I don't know because I was actually wondering about that based on something I saw that wasn't the same thing you saw. No, oh, okay. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, Jalen Legrant, who apparently is Cat Hasselback, but, but he said C A T in the in the in the comments and K A T in the uh, in the um, in the chat. Oh, I was there's, this, there's this really weird thing happening with this golf tournament. Um, Abraham Anter pulled out. It's a Valero Open. A- Abraham Anter pulled out at the uh, like the last minute the night before the the tournament. And he was replaced by this guy Gutchelski, who I, I literally have never heard of. And the winner of this tournament gets into the Masters, I think, regardless of what your status is. But Gachelski is out here playing with a yellow golf ball. I've never seen that in in all my years of watching golf. I've never seen a professional PGA player firing off with a yellow golf ball. That is some outrageous stuff. You know, it's crazy is that when our audio listeners hear this on Monday, they're going to be thinking about why you're talking about something that happened on Friday. I know, exactly. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's the reality of the way that Debo's voice <laughs> did this in this YouTube thing on us. Um, All right. I got a would you rather before we go. Okay. I got a bunch of good ones, but I don't have to pick. Would you rather one. win the Super Bowl <clears throat> or be breach? That's easy. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We got one one more question. Oh, okay. I thought we were done with questions. Go Noted oceanographer Matthew Wiley has an actual question. Serious question. Rate the Bengals' new offensive line. So on a scale of uh like I guess well, I was gonna do like a notion. Who's the right tackle breach? Uh Leo Collins. Oh, right. Forgot about him. So they got him. That's they up, got man. that's an upgrade. They got Kappa. They got uh Jonah Williams at left tackle. Who's the other signing they had in the offseason? Uh Kappa will be right guard and Ted Karras from the Patriots. Ted Karras. Center? White Ted Karras? center. Yeah. Who's the left guard? Uh up in the air, probably Jackson Carmen. He was oh, the second right. round pick, obviously. Second I round think pick. they'll give him the best chance to win that. It's not a lock, but I think Jackson Carmel will likely end up starting. He's probably the weak. He's not probably. He is the weak link right yeah. now. So you went from having three or four weak links to having a half a weak link. Right. Yeah. He played left tackle at Clemson. And um, so, I mean, he has a chance to be good. So I'm going to say it's a top like six or seven unit in the AFC, not knowing all the offensive line by heart, but I would say top 12 in the NFL. But yeah, six, six which is seven. a huge jump from 29th or 30th. Top, yeah. It's just about top 12. In the okay, I'll say top 15, top half. Top half not, top out of 10, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate it? Seven and a half. Seven. Wow, that's extremely they high. upgraded guys. at three spots. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were. <laughs> Joe Burrow was sacked the most times in like NFL well, that, history. You, you understand that things have happened between then and free agency, right? Yeah, but like the Bengals were a one. Now they're a six and, and a half or seven. seven and a half because they added Ted Karras and Alex Kappa because they upgraded Lyle at Collins. three positions and Lyle Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins is sort of the big one. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, I would I would prefer them stay at one, but they they didn't. I'm just keeping it real. Thanks, Wilson. That's coming from a Steelers fan, Brinson. Yeah. What number would you give them? A four. I give them a two. Five and a half. I think they're probably going to be uh, in all right. That's Brenton grading them on a reverse curve. I'm not grading them on a reverse curve. You just like you just like shot you like hey, this is a top five offensive line in the NFL all of a sudden. Like, no he was that. Wilson classic Brenton reverse curve. I can't believe he's doing this. Classic Brenton. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Um, 
I will say that what would be interesting is if they could bring in. So they have who's their who's their who's their who's their, who's their I guess Frank Pollock's their OL coach. I wish they could bring in Brian Callahan's dad. You bring in Bill Callahan, I'll give this. A, I'll make this a seven point five out of ten. But Frank Pollock, okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, let's do. A, oh, and real quick, Dominic mentioned uh, Washington and Dallas as two teams that got punished for going over the cap. The exact situation there. There was no salary cap because there the, was no salary cap to that go. Was, that was an insane year. Well, so 2010 was the uncapped year. So teams, that's because the, the collective bargaining agreement wasn't in place. There ended up being, was it a lockout? It's yes. No, so it was an off season. What had happened was the lockout, the new CBA was done in 2011, but the old CBA that had been done created a situation where if the owners voided the CBA, there was an uncapped year in 2010. And it was, this is when I, this is why I started CBS. It was absolute chaos because there's no salary cap, but the owners were actively colluding. And this is not like me accusing the owners of, of anything. They were actively colluding to not spend money. But Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder were like, screw it. We're spending anyway. And they went nuts, went, w- spent all this money. And well, then- what they did, though, is that they front-loaded everyone's contract yes. to hit in 2010 because there was no salary cap. So, like, uh, an example here is Miles Austin signed a six-year, $54 million deal. Well, his base salary that year was $17 million, And at that time, there was not a receiver who had a base salary over $10 million. So we're talking about Miles Austin being the highest paid receiver in 2010 because the Cowboys front loaded his contract. So the Cowboys in Washington were both front loading all these contracts and the NFL was like, yeah, we uncapped. You still got to play by the rules. You, you, so uh, they ended up getting punished both. Um, this contract doesn't even sound that big now, but at the yeah, time, no. by the way, RIP John Clayton, uh, like a legit legend of the business. Um, I'm reading a March 5th, 2010 article um, from John Clayton, Julius Peppers and the Bears agreed to a six-year deal to bring Peppers, who's a free agent who had played uh, on a franchise tag, to Chicago. Contract is worth ninety-one point five million with forty-two million guaranteed. At the time, that was a ton of money, right? Yeah, we got got fifteen point three million dollars to be a start, like defensive end for the Bears. Okay, cool. Uh, let's. Wilson fell asleep. No, I'm looking. I'm trying to find the best one. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. Gosh, these are tough. All right, give me. Some... All right, here we go. This is what we're going to do. Have. No, I'm going to do this one. Never mind. While running through the woods from an enraged wild boar, who are pretty fast and they're actually pretty mean, I think. This question's a boar. <laughs> I got you. While running through the woods from an enraged wild boar, you sprained your ankle severely or you accidentally step in an old metal bucket and you can't get it off as you continue to run. All right, I'll start that over. While running through the woods from an enraged wild boar, sprained your ankle severely or you accidentally step into an old metal bucket and not be able to shake it off as you run. I'm going with the metal bucket because at least I'm not injured and I can still run, but if it, 
impedes my running ability and I somehow fall down, then I'll just kick the bore there you go. while the bucket's on my foot. I think that's the right answer. I'm going to be a bucket foot. Yeah, The bucket is easily the right answer. First of all, the... I, I don't know if the bucket ever comes off, though. Maybe it never comes off. Well, <laughs> well, that's that's a different that's a different question entirely. Are you stuck with the bucket for the rest of your life? Then, yeah, you're taking the sprained ankle, assuming. Oh, that's, that's a good point, Brinson. Yeah, we're assuming that you survive the boar attack. I think the 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 fact that you get the bucket on your foot as a boar is attacking you. I mean, you got to go full ninja and just start kicking the boar with the bucket. Like you get two good shots of that bucket, and that boar's out of there. You yeah. sprain your you. Have you ever sprained your ankle? Okay. I'm a high level athlete. Of course I have. Yeah, right. You're the lowest level athlete on the planet. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Old man versus ACL. Um twice. <laughs> you got a yeah, as uh <laughs> EFC 1979 in the chat points out, you got a bucket all the way. It doubles as a as a metal foot. Yeah. Like, like, hey, would you like to have a sprained ankle that inhibits your running ability? Or would you rather have a weapon attached to your foot that allows you to attack the boar back? You don't, or is this a saw situation where you can saw off your sprained ankle and beat the boar with that? Possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I did read the fine print. I think I don't think the the bucket remains on your foot forever. So that's clearly. But we don't know that. We don't know that. That's a key. <laughs> if the bucket's on my foot forever, I think I'm going with the sprained ankle. Yeah, but then you might get attacked severely. Uh, I, is there any trees? Can I climb trees in this scenario? Can you climb trees in real life. I was thinking about a tree situation because, see, I think if you get the bucket on your foot, you're definitely fire like taking something back of the bore with your foot. But if you get a sprained ankle, you're like looking for a tree and like limping up the tree to try and escape the bore. So, right? so what would you do? No, I think the 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 bucket one makes the most sense. I'm trying to find it to see if the, like there was no small print about it remaining on your foot forever. So, yeah, you're not stuck with a metal bucket. No. You know, so speaking of buckets that are attached to your head, body. Oh God! <laughs> uh, is it? I think it's Primus. The ba- Primus is Primus, the band that has a uh, bucket head as a uh, like the, he played played like guitar with a bucket on his head. Oh, all right, I got one more quickly because that one was good. Okay. This is a good one. Pee in your pants at your wedding in front of everyone, or not be able to stop laughing at your grandmother's funeral. <laughs> so yeah, and Brinson had a big wedding because Brinson's not going to have a, not going to have a big wedding. So there's 500 people there. And he's a huge wedding. The good news for you is you wear a white tux, so no one will see the pee. But let's assume you're you're it's it's well maybe he's, <laughs> you're, wearing, you're wearing gray. You're wearing gray, so the I have, yeah, I don't darker. Yeah, so you it's clearly visible that you pee, and then you can see it running down the steps of the altar. So that, or you just laugh for thirty straight minutes at your grandmother's funeral. You know, I'm gonna go with uh, pee in the pants at the wedding because I think that most people you could just say you spilled a drink on yourself there's, <laughs> there's no drink at the altar uh, no 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 oh it happens at the altar oh no I could just uh, say I had like a mini bottle in my pocket no no no, no, no. <laughs> what is this worse is that better like at least if you're laughing at your grandmother's funeral you can at least if somebody's like what do you like what the hell are you laughing you're about la- you're, like, you're laughing I'm hysterically I'm remembering yeah. I'm remembering the great times we had together for 15 straight minutes. You're laughing hysterically. What, what were you and your grandmother doing? If you're and, laughing, and, and what if the, your grandpa is trying to give the eulogy and talk about how your grandma died because she was shot four <laughs> times, and you're Brinson, sitting there laughing Brinson's at Brinson's it, rolling on the floor, you laughing can, at you it. You can you can parlay a, a hysterical laugh into sounding like crying. It can be like a fa- it can be like a laugh cry. I don't know, man. You can't parlay a puddle of pee no, at, you the, can't. at the front of the church in front of 500 people. 
and into and preacher's like, oh, I have a mini bottle. It's like, well, yeah. it smells it like it was raining at my wedding, so having wet pants would have been par for the course. You, you were under a you were under a tent. We were there, dumb dumb. Yeah, <laughs> we were not under a tent. Debo, what what would you do, Debo? I'm going sprained ankle and pee. <laughs> we just need to somebody needs to cut that yeah, just that statement so, with no context that's uh that's that's the pick six podcast folks i'm going sprained ankle and pee really you're not going bucket diva why i, I want to hear the rationale behind that i feel like it's not a broken ankle i know sprained ankles suck but i feel like i'm still able to move quicker like if i'm in a i'll call it life or death situation on a sprained a ankle point. versus a metal bucket that's a good point, Devo. I like. Well, you're it. definitely moving faster on the sprained ankle than the bucket, but the bucket gives you some sort of. Like you yeah, grab all I'm quick enough. I'm quick enough. I'm getting out of that situation without um, a bucket on your foot. <laughs> right. Devo fancies himself a a high level athlete. I love that Brinson's going to just laugh at his grandma's wedding for 15 straight minutes while his, while his, his grandfather's explaining why the poor woman got got shot up. Unbelievable. That is pretty terrible. All right. I'm not. I'm not. Having a puddle of pee in my feet. In my I will feet. say this. My buddy cried at his wedding, which was 20 years ago, and we still make fun of him about it now. So imagine if he peed in his pants. I if, mean, if you pissed your pants at your wedding, you are getting ruthlessly destroyed for that for the rest of your life. Also happening, your wife probably will not marry you. So there's also that. To yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting married. And Breach is like, no, babe, it's just a, it's just a, <laughs> just two airplane models of, of pee tequila in my pants. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just had, I was so nervous because I love you so much that I had a mini bottle full of Piss and tequila in my in my pocket. And it, and it, Why does it smell like pee, John? Also, like, how does a mini bottle? How does a mini bottle open up in your pocket? Like, was it an open mini bottle? You were sipping it, and you forgot to put the lid back on. <laughs> We've all been the, in these situations. He's the worst liar in the world. I know. It's like it's it's such a bad lie that it's like like. What? Well, I mean, there's no way he could be making that up. Like, <laughs> right. fantastic. All right. Well, there you go. All right. That is it for the show. I can't. I feel so bad for people who listen to this on Mondays. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hit that like button. Subscribe, rate, and review. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brent. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.